The kingdom of God is a biblical concept that's very important. It's also very confusing. Let me illustrate the confusion with a couple of questions. Question number one, is the kingdom of God something that is inside of us or is it something that's external to us, outside of us? I ask that because in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 17, verse 21, Jesus explicitly says, the kingdom of God is within you. But then in John, chapter 18, verse 36, Jesus seems to contradict himself by saying, my kingdom is not of this world. Very confusing. Question number two, is the kingdom of God something that we can experience right now on this earth, or is it something we can only experience after we die? The answer to that one isn't immediately obvious because in Matthew chapter 10, verse 7, Jesus tells us the kingdom of heaven is at hand, as if it's something we can experience right now. But then in Matthew 25, in the scene of the Last Judgment, Jesus says to those who are saved, Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world, as if the kingdom is something totally different from what we experience here on earth. Again, very confusing. But in spite of all the confusion, this is a biblical concept that we really need to try to understand, because according to Jesus Christ, the kingdom of God, whatever it is, is extremely important. We know this because Jesus preached about the kingdom all the time. He wouldn't have done that unless he wanted us to take it very seriously. Believe it or not, in just the four canonical Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the expression the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven occurs about 50 times. I know that because I made a quick count in preparation for this homily. In today's Gospel alone, Jesus mentions it three times using three analogies to drive home his message. My purpose in my homily this morning is to give you one key insight that can help you to make sense of this Gospel reading from Matthew 13 and every other passage of the New Testament where the Kingdom of God is mentioned, including the ones that seem to contradict one another. The insight comes from our former Holy Father, Pope Emeritus Benedict XVI, and it can be found in Chapter 3 of his book, called Jesus of Nazareth. I'll paraphrase it this way, which should be pretty easy to remember. According to our former Holy Father, the kingdom of God is present wherever and whenever Jesus is enthroned as Lord. In other words, the kingdom of God is present wherever and whenever Jesus rules. If you have some place where Jesus is ruling, some situation, the kingdom is present there. Think back now to the questions I posed at the beginning of my homily. Question one, is the kingdom of God something that's inside of us, or is it something that is external to us, outside of us? Pope Emeritus Benedict would say, it's not an either-or situation. Both of those things can be true and are true. The kingdom of God can be inside of us, and outside of us at the same time. Which is precisely why Jesus said, the kingdom of God is within you, and also he said, the kingdom of God is not of this world. 
You see, whenever Jesus is ruling our inner thoughts and attitudes, the kingdom of God is present. Whenever we decide by the grace of God to forgive somebody that we need to forgive, when we choose to be patient, compassionate, pure, whenever we say no to sin and yes to what's right, the kingdom of God is, in a very real sense, is present within us. But of course, none of us is perfect. So even though the kingdom is present within us whenever we resist sin and practice virtue, it will never be fully present inside of us, or outside of us for that matter, as long as we're in this world. That's why Jesus' second statement, my kingdom is not of this world, is also true. The fullness of the kingdom of God will only be experienced in heaven, simply because that's the place where Jesus rules completely. In heaven there's no sin. There's no evil. Jesus truly is Lord in heaven of all that happens and of everybody who's there. So is the kingdom something we experience now on this earth, can experience now on this earth, or is it something we can only experience after we die? That was the second question. And once again, the Holy Father would say to us, it's not either or, it's both and. Because of the nature of the kingdom, both of those things can be true. Whenever we make Jesus Lord of a particular situation in our lives and do what he wants us to do, we experience a little bit of his kingdom right here, right now. But once again, the fullness of that kingdom will only become a reality for us in heaven where there's no sin and no death and where Jesus is Lord completely, where he rules completely. Now all of this is implied, believe it or not, in that simple phrase, Thy kingdom come in the Our Father. When we say those words, Thy kingdom come, what we're really saying is, Lord, may your kingdom be present inside of me, in my thoughts and in my heart. May your kingdom be present outside of me, in my words, my acts of love, my acts of service. Help me through my attitudes and choices to experience your kingdom right now to the extent that I can. And prepare me for that glorious moment when I will experience the fullness of your kingdom in heaven, in eternity. With those three little words, thy kingdom come, we're implying all of those things. Let's try to keep that in mind when we pray the Our Father later on at this Mass, and whenever we pray it publicly or privately in the future.